Hello and welcome to Freedom Through Truth, a broadcast outreach of Ministries of Wayne Weaver, bringing the freedom of God through the truth of God's Word. Let's tune in to today's message. As you understand that I have been working on, on the messages, or a, it's kind of a series on the Holy Spirit, and so I have taken the one message and broken it down into three parts. And uh, this is the third part of the same message on the Holy Spirit. And I sometimes wonder, um, we give out a lot of information through studying of, of God's Word and so forth, and then we look back and look in our lives and look at what God has done through His Word and His work, and sometimes we, we just think it's hardly worth it to even speak much about or out of the Word of God or to, or to preach, if I can say it that way, because a lot of times there's things that is never visible to the eye, and we forget great times and great deliverances and so forth because we don't focus on it. And today I would like to speak on a subject and conclude this message on the Holy Spirit. And uh, I would like to let you in on some, some things in my life. And uh, I just hope that you can somehow, uh, somehow see something that uh, might touch your life, if I can say it that way. So what I want to start out with is, um, I remember some years ago that I used to preach very strongly against sin and the pleasures of sin and so forth, and I still do. But I remember a time when I saw that my family was turning wrong, and um, I, I saw the places where I have preached in numerous countries and many different states and many people have been saved, been set free down through the years. But I saw I was losing my family and it made me make a U-turn right in my tracks. And I went and did something that I never thought I would. And at times, just to win my family back, I went and bought a boat, which I probably preached against earlier and bought a boat, and after sometimes after a message on a Sunday morning, I'd take that boat, we'd go down to Tappan, and spend time with the family, and I'd cancel all my meetings in other, other states and so forth until my children were grown. And it made me do some things that were quite a bit different than what I would have normally done, but I wanted to win my family, because that was the first responsibility that I felt that God laid on my heart. And so I violated many things according to what I thought uh, were things that were world and so forth, just to win my family. And some of you, and maybe many of you, didn't know to what extent I went to, to do this. And might have, it might have looked like a really carnal thing, but I believe the end of that carnal picture turned into a spiritual blessing. And in saying that, I want to also say that there's something that has touched my life very deeply, and I can say that I have spent hours watching something, a certain thing that I've watched for hours, literally hours, over the last year and a half. 
And I can say that there was times when I was watching this that for an hour or even better, I had tears running down my cheeks. And I wondered why am I being so affected by this? Um, it was a completely carnal thing that I was watching. And I, I looked at it and I just, I just, my, I was constantly just wet cheeks and wet cheeks and wet cheeks. And what it was, was there was a, a TV show by the name of uh, The X Factor or American Idol. And what they did is they brought these people in to, to uh, they brought them in front of the judges and some of them they brought in had tremendous talent, but it was never discovered. And some of the ones that moved my heart so deeply were people that were told they were nothing. I can specifically remember several of those times, uh, those people. One of them was shaking all over. And when he started, they kind of laughed. The judges kind of laughed at him. I didn't do this for entertainment. My heart was aching for something. I did not do it for entertainment. I did it because there was something deeply moved in me and deeply inspired how that somebody can be so deficient and not understanding the ability that they had within because of words that were spoken to them. Uh, I want to, before I go further into this message, I just want to say my uh, heart goes out to the Stellamus as they lost their father. Um, I see one of them here. Perhaps the others are not here. Our hearts go out to you. There was no real way of relating that to you before. So I want you to know that. that lost my dad not so long ago as well. So anyways, I come back to the message. And some of these people were told that they will never be a singer, they can never be a singer, they have no special talent at all. And when they came up in, in front of those judges, they gave what they had, some of them shaking and quivering all over. And it was astounding what came out of their mouth that it was a hidden talent that was hidden all those years because somebody said, they cannot sing. They will never be that. And it moved me so deeply that some of the hidden treasures that we have in our heart can be so subdued because of somebody's criticism. And I, I, just, I sat there for hours and hours. I, I would say that I've cried more than 24 hours at least on just watching those impossible things that, that looked so, they looked so unsure of themselves, they looked so far away, they looked so, uh, so put into the dust. And when they stood there and they started singing, something opened in them that for me was very touching. Now, I want to say that in also, I know that the Bible does say something like this. It says that there will be crowns of righteousness that will be given. And I think that in us as a Christian, I'm one of these people that very seldom ever think of reward in heaven. 
And some of it is simply because when you look at your own deficiency and you look at all the things that are not right or not considered right or good in your own heart, that you don't want to focus on that. And I, I've heard quite the opposite of people that are constantly talking about the rewards they'll be getting. And I just, uh, that I cannot somehow uh, associate myself with that kind of thinking because I think that anything that we have is because of the grace and love and the power of God as Christians. Having said what I did, I want to start with this message. And I want, if I could, bring you down to right where you are. Some of you have listened to those voices. Some of you have had points of disaster in your life. Could be from an unfaithful partner to a partner that's not with you. Could be to a job that didn't work out, marriage that didn't work out, a home that didn't work out, a family that didn't work out, your, your, child dream, your childhood dreams that didn't work out. Perhaps you had somebody over you that constantly criticized you. Just continual criticism. And it pushed you in a place of hopelessness where you really have nothing good at all about you. And this is what I want to speak to. I want you to go back to those places, what you know as who you are. When you look in the mirror, that which you see in that mirror is what I'm speaking to today. Um, I'm going to start with, we were talking about repentance, and then we want to continue into what God says about us toward the end. So if you can somehow consider exactly what you see when you look into the mirror of yourself, when you get up in the morning, you look at that, some of you just hang your heads. I remember for many years, I'd look in the mirror and go like this, because I hated what I saw. Even as a preacher, I hated what I saw, because I knew the man so intimately. And he just never came up to what my thoughts measured him to be. I should be much better, much greater. And I always just put myself down to such a, a notch, still have that tendency. But I want you to take a look at this. And then we want to start with 1 Timothy chapter 2, verse 19. <clears throat> the foundation... Of God standeth sure, having the seal. The Lord knows them that are his. Let everyone that nameth the name of Christ depart from iniquity. I said the last time that I will speak shortly and briefly about that the whole subject was hindrance, hindrances to receiving the Holy Spirit. And I believe some of the hindrances to the receiving the Holy Spirit, the power of the Holy Spirit, is thoughts that we have buried deep because of things that we believe, whether it's true or not. All right. Here it says, The foundation of God stands sure, having this seal. The Lord knows them that are His, and let everyone that nameth the name of Christ depart from iniquity. This word iniquity simply says rebellion or resistance. One of the things that we cannot do is we cannot resist the Holy Spirit. Something we could never are allowed to do. We can never resist the Holy Spirit. Even perhaps as I was speaking to you this morning with some things concerning that is intimate in your life that even your partner doesn't know. Some of the, um, some of the feelings, some of the inadequacies that you have in your heart that only you know, 
some of the wounds and hurts and whatever it is that you carry in your heart that only you know. When the Holy Spirit minister, wants to minister to that, you can never resist it. You just allow himself to take you right who you are and let him minister whatever that is. When you resist, you place blame. You see, that's how we, when the Holy Spirit looks to us, we take full responsibility. Even if it's not our problem or if it's not a problem that we've created ourselves, but the response of it so often is something that God has put in our hands to deal with and to deal with it properly. But what I want to say here is the resistance of the Holy Spirit. There is another one that says iniquity. It's firstly known as rebellion. And we know that rebellion is as the sin of witchcraft. And we also know that stubbornness is as rebellion. So repentance, upon repentance is the foundation. That foundation supports the entire new covenant with Christ. Everything is based on repentance. Upon this foundation, all fingers return and point to yourself, not to others. That's one of the things you'll notice when the Holy Spirit comes into your presence. So you cannot blame anyone else anymore. Because he wants to deal with you, not the other person. Remember that. Whether it's a scar in your life or whatever it is in your life, when the Holy Spirit comes to your, to your house, he wants to deal with who you are, not with the other person. He can go to the other person and deal with him too. But when he comes to you and when you sense the wooing, the drawing to him, he is wanting to have a divine visitation with you to correct and to make things right that are within. These things have to be dealt with. Stubbornness and bitterness uh, here at this point receives a death blow that is final. Our rights even are relinquished. In 1 Samuel chapter 15, verse 23, it says, for rebellion, or the word rebellion. Thank you for listening to today's program. We hope you were blessed. This program is made possible by the generous donations of our listeners. Check out our website and get our weekly word e-letter by signing up at www.ministriesofwayneweaver.com. Until next time, God bless.